0: My dad is <laughs> Uncle Sam, I want to know what to do with okay, taxes. Okay, what was that when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leech. Whoa! We're just gonna make up rules as we go along. Show some
1: R E S P I C T Anyway, Oh you?
0: tell you this.
1: I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it
0: to about a 15 real quick. Uh, Who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I didn't rant. I didn't rave. I give you America itself.
1: This is Ed McMahon, and now, he.
0: Armstrong and
1: Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, We're in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound on this Friday, and we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, government shutdown. Uh, tied for the longest. Uh, okay. Great. We'll solve it. Or don't. Okay. I got a light. You know what? I got a family. I got kids. I got a job to do. I got a yard. I got a car. I I've a got life. a yard, if yard. You know, Joe's Well, <laughs> and my dog goes poo poo in it, and I got to clean it up now. I got stuff to do. I'm not going to obsess over it. I saw a woman on it's MSNBC it. this morning, who they said had saved the receipts from her Christmas presents is now going to return them. No, she's not. I don't believe that. That she's not getting paid for her job. I don't believe that.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you're going know, confiscate them? Or her personal presence, stuff people gave to her. I guess people, stuff people gave to her. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I don't believe she's going to go to her kids and say, Hey, Johnny, fire engine, give it up. <laughs> Come on. I'm going back to Target. I'm not sure. I believe she's going to return any presents, but we're going to hear a lot of stories like that. And certainly, as it stretches on, you get you know you get a month out, and people have missed a couple of checks. You're going to hear a lot of stories because the media is you know super into this being a crisis. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to start this dang show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael?
2: I'm good. I save my Christmas receipts, and then I compare them to last year's Christmas receipts. Then I find that person and seek them out and say, you know, you did better or you did worse. So <laughs> little feedback. Yeah, little feedback. It's just you know, constructive. You spent less on me this year. What what happened?
1: Feedback. Right. I've been wanting to talk
2: about that. I, uh,
1: uh, I've been hit lately. I guess because the two weeks we are off, I uh, stayed in a hotel. Um, I flew on a plane, and I uh, one particular item I bought for Christmas, well, that Santa brought. I get nonstop phone calls and emails from these companies now, oh. nonstop. I actually told one of the uh, companies I bought from yesterday. It's a, it's a well-known Japanese manufacturer of, uh, of uh, things you ride around. Uh, great company. I said, look, I loved your product. The store was great. The experience was great. But I've gotten three phone calls this week and 100 emails. If, you, if it doesn't stop, I'll never buy another one of your products again. Right. Right. It's crazy. I will fill out no poll anymore. How did you like your experience buying a single box of cereal? Well, right. Yeah, yeah. So I started (laughs) into this survey because I thought, you know, I'll help out a little. It is a good product. They treated me well. I'm like eight minutes into this survey and the 90th question. I thought, what? What? Right. How were the bathrooms? Scale Uh. one to ten. Do you think they could have been better? And if so, how? I mean, just shut up. Leave me alone. Could have had a floor show in there. (laughs) Keep me entertained. Sometimes it takes me a while. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. I was reading an interesting article yesterday about how the easier and and more streamlined the recycling process becomes for average citizens – the less effective recycling is. Interesting. 25% of the stuff that we try to recycle is too contaminated and heads to the landfill instead. And this is because we have just these these just one bin for recycling, so everything gets in there. There's some cross-contamination stuff, so if you have one contaminated thing in there with the rest of the recyclable things, and there's a leak in it, and then it contaminates the other things. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting kind of where do we find the line of how to properly Recycle the stuff we're trying to recycle. If I might weigh in with my God-given
1: gift of few words, much meaning. The easier you make it for the consumer, the more expensive it is on the back end. Thereby, you can't make any profits, so nobody wants it. On the other hand... So you have carefully sorted junk that nobody wants. On the other hand, I approach... I've got to throw away the cup in my hand. That way you had yogurt in it and a spoon. I'm approaching my, the town I live in, nine different trash cans with nine different explanations yeah. of what's supposed to go in them, and All I right. can't figure it out, and I just go, ah, General Landfill. No! <laughs> how much time? Whoa, how you much, don't care! How much time am I supposed You're to killing spend? killing the planet! Per Climate item Climate change, garbage pit in the Pacific. Gum wrapper, is that a paper item? I, I I don't don't know, know, foil on one side? (laughs) Um, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I am doing very, very well. Joe, uh, Joe Getty, I have something for you. I would like to present it to you now. Take a look at it. It is a photo of a strapping outdoorsman. Oh, look at that. A strapping outdoorsman. What
1: is this, the cover
0: of an L.L. Bean uh, catalog? I (laughs) know, it's gorgeous. A strapping outdoorsman, mainly me, out in the snowy climes of the Catskills at Yazgur's Farm, digging up the sacred soil and rock. From the site of the Woodstock Music Festival. Wow,
1: so that's where the rain-soaked sweaty hippies listen to Jimi Hendrix. And there you are, (laughs) scooping up some soil for me. Very kind of you. Yes, yes. Fabulous! You, Squatting down on the ground, looking very athletic and flexible. That helps you with your certificate of, of authenticity. Well, oh yeah, and is that the, that's the very scooper you you presented to yes, me? Yes, yes, that's, that's fabulous. The, I'll, 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 get spoon. I'll get it framed in this shadow box. Uh, thank you very much. The uh, the uh, the print of the photos, especially nice here on copier paper, <laughs> with uh, the date and photo Google's photos on there.
0: Thank you. Yeah, well, my friends, if you want to check it out, there's a gallery of pictures covering my trip to Woodstock over Christmas, including the one of me digging up the sacred soil, all you got to do is go to Marshall's Musings at Armstrong and let me give you a heads up, there are no pictures of the red-haired girl from New Rochelle. You don't tell them that, you let them get to the oh, side of nothing You know nothing could about the be. nice internet. There could be pictures of the red-haired girl from New Rochelle.
1: So, if you want to be scared, later this morning we're we'll going to be talking to Ian Bremmer, who we really like, who comes out every January with his risks list—the global risks things to be worried about around the world. We'll talk to him, among other things, we've got coming up on this Friday, January 11th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's begin the show officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Hey. So I bring this up at the dinner table last night. I became aware of it yesterday. The baby shark phenomenon. My wife was aware of it, and both of my kids were aware of it. And they're like, "Yeah, Dad, what are you? Why are you all excited? Welcome <laughs> to the I party, said, Dad. I said, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> For a living, I try to keep track of what's hot in the world. And you all three knew about this, and I didn't. You got to tip me off." Maybe shark, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. you gotta make them fill out an eight-page report at the end of every day. Exactly, exactly. Things I saw, did, <laughs> sung along with, etc. What are the memes at school today, son? <laughs> What are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, U.S. making
0: a major move in Syria. Shutdown showdown continues. No pay for thousands. And a number of tech companies are agreeing not to sell some of your information. Coming up minutes from now on Strong and Getty. Hey, thanks, tech companies. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, it's even phonier than that? <laughs> and the tech companies are starting to divide. Well, mostly yeah. Apple's trying to divide so that we don't say things like tech companies and tech stocks. Apple and some other companies want to make it clear, hey, we're not. Don't lump us in with Facebook or any of the other companies that are selling your data. We don't do that, right? Uh, How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Very good. A little insight, a little horror, a little humor. You know, it strikes me as we were listening to uh, the great Jimi Hendrix that the the real story, the the headline of Woodstock, the music festival, 1969, was that uh, everybody who put it on was financially ruined. Because their fencing wasn't good enough, right. and everybody just flooded in for free, and they lost their heinies. Mm. Should have built a wall. Oh, wow. Should have. <laughs> there, there you go. Should have built a wall and made <laughs> Capitol Records <laughs> pay for it. Something. Something. I don't know. Joe ties it all together. <laughs> That's right. That's Stay tuned, tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
1: conscience of the nation. the border is clearly this, Ted Cruz has a beard, that was my headline, not only does Ted Cruz have a beard, he
2: has a Wolverine beard, he <laughs> looks just like Wolverine, as one Twitter user put it, there's a crisis at the border of Ted Cruz's face and neck, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and he clears to have put on some LBs, so I guess this is the, you win a close election, whew, I'm safe for six years, time to grow the beard and eat a little, <laughs> who can blame me, him? My me? Uh, beautiful work and um, me to eat it. Oh, my. He almost <laughs> lost a Beto O'Rourke Democrat. Right. That had to be uh, rather stressful.
2: <laughs> Did you see him Instagramming his dental visit yesterday? Beto O'Rourke? Yeah.
1: Oh, I wish Elizabeth Warren would do that.
2: Oh, <sighs> well, I'm going to get Instagramming a... I'm going to get a
1: root canal. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get me a flossing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's strange, mailbag. Hey. You can email us. That's right. You. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. How about this for your 2019 slogan, writes Erica? Letting freedom ring in 2019? All right. And that ends the audience suggestions for the slogan for 2019. I kind of like that one. Letting freedom ring in 2019. Good.
2: It's good enough. No. No.
0: Not good enough. That's
1: lazy rhyming.
2: No. As a songwriter, I will not have it. What about The Vengeance is Mine in one nine? I felt like that
1: really. <laughs> <good enough>. oh. <laughs> it does have a, a brutal appeal. Moving along. Your freedom-loving quote of the day is kind of an anti-freedom quote of the day from journalist Glenn Greenwald. A citizen. Did you see how I said Glenn Gle- at first? I, I tripped over his name. If, if Gren was a racial slur, I would be like that poor weatherman in Kentucky. Somebody would be calling for my firing right now in our idiot, idiot world <laughs> that we've somehow allowed to develop. Um, the the uh, chorus, by the way, to get that guy's jobs back is, is growing. Al Roker, of all people, a, uh, a black meteorologist, is saying, look, dude just stumbled. Give him his job. So, thanks, Al. Appreciate you standing up for sanity. Where were we? Ah, Gren Gleinwald. Journalist. A citizenry that is aware of always being watched quickly becomes a compliant and fearful one. We're always watched. Uh, And, you know, frequently it's the government. Uh, Much more frequently it's the the big tech companies that we've paid to put uh, tracking devices in our pockets. Or uh, amusing little apps that only exist to give all of our personal data away. Or sell it. Uh, Here's your uh, crime of day because there are so many federal crimes these days that not only do we not know how many there are, but nobody even knows how to begin to count them. Uh, Section 15, U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 2016, it goes on for a line and a half. Uh, It makes it a federal crime to refuse to check whether pregnant lab rats get diarrhea when testing the neurotoxicity of a chemical under the Toxic Substances Control Act. So you're working in a lab. Somebody says, hey, check if the lab rats have the runs. If you refuse it, you've violated federal law. Mm. You could end up in Leavenworth. Now, it does not make clear that if the boss asks you to check whether the lab rats have, the well, the pregnant lab rats have the runs, And you make the new guy do it. It's not clear to me whether that's a federal crime. You best get yourself a good defense attorney. Um, It just occurred to me. And maybe I deserve the buzzer. Did we just miss cow? Oh, my gosh. I I am so... Wait, 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 wait. That's on me. I should have... Yeah, I said mailbag on a Friday morning. Oh, that's the buzzer for you. Usually Michael buzzes me because I, Joe Getty, have forgotten once again... That we have Cow Clips of the Week. Positive, Sean, are we ready to go? I'm <laughs> I'm ready. I don't know what you guys are doing. Man, Excellent sorry. indignant tone. The text started coming in and I just Wow, <laughs> folks, thanks. I, I, I
2: Michael, I'm, you I... shot because I had a real chance to get Joe here and I blew it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week.
0: And all of us are trim tabs. We may seem like uh, you know, we're uh, not up to the task, but we are, man. We're alive.
2: Hold on a sec.
1: I'm gonna get me
0: a beer. Is that fear,
2: panic, cowardice, stupidity? It's all those things. I think it goes past the State of the oh Union, my God. and uh, I think the living will envy the dead. As long as the radical left is in charge, we're never going to get anywhere.
1: This would require, them raising taxes.
2: There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to
0: start paying their fair share in taxes. A crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting.
2: President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage and must reopen the government.
1: The President of the United States having failed to get Mexico
0: to pay for his ineffective, unnecessary border wall, has shut down the government. Okay, okay, stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what the hell is this, guys? Why are you sharing one podium? That d- you guys really are socialists. What are you doing? Oh, man.
1: I don't know if I can take 52 of these weeks. That's pretty good. Uh, back to mailbag. Again, I apologize. We uh, do clips of the week at, uh, roughly this time every Friday, every Friday. so uh, moving along. Ah, oh, yes, this is uh, Brandon in South Texas. Guys, I'm a member of the U.S. Coast Guard stationed on the border between Texas and Mexico. For the last 21 days, we've all been working without a paycheck, and it's really put some of us in a tough financial position. I know I'm in no position to make demands of you, but if you could possibly play Thunder Island as your transition music just once today, most large boats in the Coast Guard play that song when they're approaching port after a long patrol. Really? Which is a glimpse into Coast Guard life, which I find incredibly amusing. If any Coast uh, Guardsmen are listening, hearing that song will put a smile on their unpaid faces. Love the show. Keep it up. You keep it up, Brandon. Thanks for the note, dude. So now, is that the knowing they might not get their paycheck at the end of the month, or did they already miss a paycheck? I thought nobody was missing any paychecks until today. Uh, Yeah, I think they probably saw it coming, but uh, I do not know. Uh, Moving along, do we have time? Yeah, we do have time for this. Uh, the the beautiful the gentle the ancient Japanese art of the haiku, yes. Jack. I know you're particularly. Oh my fan god! Of, is that every day this week? But that stupid the, thing. The uh, the five syllables, the seven, then the five. Tim has offered us a couple. I've picked my favorite. Although Tim, I had to rewrite it for you a little bit. I mean, it just uh, anyway. This haiku is entitled Warren Running. <clears throat> Run for president. I will grab me a beer. Clap. Political fail. Oof. Oh, very timely. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yet ancient, Sean. Yes, very the much The Japanese so. are to the haiku. I didn't mm. think there would be, and everybody was predicting like four more heavyweights jumping into the race this week, and they didn't. I don't know if they just thought they'd be eclipsed by the shutdown talk, which which would be a pretty good uh, political... True. That's yeah, a good judgment. You're I'm going to lead the news by announcing I'm running for president, and everybody's going to mm-hmm. hear my opening speech would get lost. On the other hand, in the current uh, news environment, if you're wor- waiting for a quiet moment to announce, you're going to announce in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's all lame anyway. I'll talk about that. I get okay. talk about. Well, I don't want to waste your time now. All right, let's see a uh, couple more things very quickly, mailbag wise. Uh, it's Julie who writes, guys, the baby shark dance that originated in Europe. It's a nursery rhyme. Became what we would consider sort of a campfire song, really cute. Starts off with your index finger and thumb making a cute little baby shark jaws motion, gestures get bigger through mama, daddy oh, up gotcha. to great white, then they throw in funny things like slowing the pace way down for for surfer dude, dude. The clip you played that's taken offline is a terrible, insidious, brainless take for the modern world. Gotcha. Which pretty much sums up the internet. Taking what is beautiful and true and distilling it into something horrible. Well, baby shark will not stand to test the time like this classic, Thunder Island, which I did not know is a song of the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard loves the song. Kick
0: it in! <laughs> awesome.
1: Shout out to the U.S. Coast Guard. We haven't forgotten about you guys and gals.
0: How did this become their song? Who cares? Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Is this
1: Jay something rubber? Jay Ferguson. Jay Ferguson. I've done this in my car a thousand times. Oh, please. La 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 my lady. Oh, come on. <laughs> in the sun with her hair undone. Please. <laughs> Marshall's news is next on the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> we got to talk about uh, big tech and the internet and the way it's changed the world and the way the companies are uh, ruining our lives and there's a bunch of stuff tied together, including an interview with David Bowie that fits into all of it, which is odd. That's a get these days. He's, <laughs> and, well, it's an old
2: interview with okay. David Bowie, which uh. is
1: the point. His prediction of what the internet was going to do is amazing. Huh.
0: Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, a U.S. military pullout from Syria has begun. A spokesman for the U.S.-led coalition fighting ISIS in Syria and Iraq said today the withdrawal of the troops and equipment is now underway. I'm mystified by this entire story.
1: This is the immediate withdrawal this month that became the withdrawal when ISIS is completely defeated and Iran is checked in the region and all. So that is utterly mystifying pair of pronouncements is now underway in the the implementation. And I would like to know why or if uh, Donald Trump changed his mind or what was going on there. Was that a... Bolton got to him. really was, was that one of his bargaining things where he came out and announced that and forced one of our allies or somebody to do something we don't know about? yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, that could be, too. I, I don't know, but the Washington Post was reporting while we were on break that uh, Rand Paul is now the guy Trump's talking to the most and he and Rand had, had really bonded over this whole getting troops out of places thing because that's Trump's inclin- natural, right. natu- natural inclination. But now the double reverse. They've announced it's actually the withdrawal has begun but what does that mean are there three guys that are going home and won't be replaced hard to say well Uh, but after Rand Paul was in his ear like two days later Lindsey Graham comes out and says I had a meeting with Trump and agreed with me that we can't do this all of a sudden and I thought okay what happened there right and then what, what is this withdrawal? I don't even know what it is now.
0: Colonel uh, Sean Ryan, who was apparently uh, handing out the information, did not give any specific details about troop movements and timing, but throughout the morning I think we're going to be learning a lot more about what is going on there. But it's
1: underway. Uh, I don't know if we'll know for, for years or decades, you know, the way these things sometimes work, but it might have been one of those, all right, NATO, I'm out. We're, got, we're out of NATO. And then they start ponying up money, and then, and then he got more money out of them. Yeah. Was it one of those things? You can only play your hand so many times that
0: way, but yeah, it's possible. Well, you
1: got to mean it. It's possible. And he may have meant it.
0: About 800,000 federal workers set to miss their first paychecks under the partial government shutdown today. The shutdown's record-tying 21st day. President Trump edging closer to declaring a national emergency to fund his long-promised border wall at the heart of the impasse with congressional Democrats telling reporters yesterday right to declare a national emergency i haven't done it yet
1: i may do it if this doesn't work out probably i will do it i would almost say definitely
0: trump reportedly considering using money that was slated for the army corps of engineers to go ahead and build the border wall nbc news reporting trump has been briefed on ways he can get the money for the wall if he declares a national emergency The plan would take money that would otherwise be used for Army Corps projects decide to fund more than 50 disaster relief projects, including in California, Florida, Texas, and Puerto Rico, among other states. So that's the way they're looking for funding for this. Hmm.
1: Now, this is going to be the longest shutdown of all time, but it's a 20-some percent shutdown of the government. The one that the record it beat from back in '95. Clinton was wandering the White House alone during that shutdown. That was a much bigger portion of the government. So it occurred to him he could invite a friend over. Yeah.
0: President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is going to be testifying publicly before a House committee next month at a hearing that could serve as the opening salvo of a Democratic effort to scrutinize Trump's, his conflicts, alleged conflicts of interest, and his ties to Russia.
1: This is going to be one of Michael Cohen's greatest acts right here as as he does the whole, I'm just a regular nice guy like you guys who hate Trump. Aren't we
2: all in it together?
1: Does the witness uh, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth? So,
2: help me God, forget about it. The what now? I'm looking to spin this, uh, this whole ordeal into a, a Stephen King like Michael Clark Duncan starring thing. Dumb
0: man talking!
2: <laughs> I don't know that he's dumb. Says who? I, I don't think know. He's, he's crooked as a
1: corkscrew. He might and... be dumb. <laughs> he might okay. be. And he made a lot of money for a dumb guy. Well, Trump found a lawyer who would. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: AT&T says it is going to stop selling consumers' location data to 3rd parties. That's what said like services. a year, year and a half ago, too, the last
1: time you got busted for this. And I'm looking at you, Verizon, and, and then you, the rest of them, too. How about we start with you shouldn't be selling our location data to start with. You should know, well, you do know, it's not the sort of thing that we want given away to anyone. Yeah, but they're following the Zuckerberg example. Oh, wow, yeah, it's a good point you make. Yeah, we'll stop right away. Well, we're sorry. Oh, and then, you know what, we're going to just save that story, Marshall. Don't throw it away. Right. I realize it's actually on a computer screen, right. but hit save on that puppy because you'll be reading it again next year.
0: Right. This announcement coming after senators asked the FCC to start to investigate whether those sales violated people's privacy. Oh, okay, what, well, just closing up.
1: where I am all the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I think it is. Right. It it Keeping track of everywhere I go and then selling that information to whoever wants to pay for it. Yeah, I would call that a violation of privacy. The, we got to—you you can't trust the companies. Obviously, no. they're—they're going to do what's a, what's profitable. You got to put pressure on our government to go with the European model of this information belongs to us unless we sign something or click a box that says go ahead, you can have it. It's mine. It's my private information. Is anybody working on like a super encrypted, I'm sure that I'll get flooded with emails from our hardcore libertarian friends, like a super encrypted, no tracking, no nothing, you know, cell phone service and device and the rest of it. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was about to say it because I think that would really be popular. But no, it probably wouldn't be. Most people don't care. Depends on, yeah, 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 the younger crowd yeah. especially. I mean, this conversation came up while I was uh, in Kansas with my extended family. And my niece said, I don't care. It hasn't hurt me yet. Talking about all the information that's uh, shared on her Dang phone. young people I, I playing their right. video games, chewing their ambient tabs. <laughs> Huh? Um, so, but this, I leave my location thing off on my phone for this very reason, but. Yeah, you think you do. But the AT&T right. thing, that's the tower pinging thing that you have no control over, right? Right. So, right. Well, and, and the other companies, too. The AT&T is not alone.
0: No, not at all. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation fly free. Your hands, Who still has Thunder Island going through their head? Everybody.
2: I still got baby sharks stuck in my
0: head. Oh, oh there. Yeah, there, okay. You okay. Go. there you go.
1: Excellent
2: alternative.
1: So, <laughs> how big is the shutdown? The failing New York Times offering up an account of that that I think was supposed to impress us all into putting pressure on the president or something. What it said to me was, the federal government's that big? It's shocking. Stay with us. Twitter at its best and worst last night. I want to talk about that, and maybe that fits in with David Bowie's prediction of where the internet was going. So much good stuff. To get to yeah, oh yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty shows.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
2: Armstrong
0: and Getty show. Boy,
1: things have turned weird for Jeff Bezos. The uh, the little divorce affair thing has uh, taken an interesting turn. Maybe we'll get into some of those texts that. Uh, have leaked out from the National Enquirer. Maybe we'll leave it alone. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but uh, I don't know. I just I'm not that interested. You don't think it's kind of interesting? I mean, it's completely private. But geez, you got to choose your friends carefully. So his mistress shares this stuff with a friend that she must have thought was a pretty good friend, or you oh wouldn't boy. share this stuff with. And that friend went to the National Enquirer with them. Oh, boy. Including oh boy. pictures of his junk that he was sending to his mistress. Oh, boy. Well, okay. <laughs> Amazon package, et cetera. Um, okay. All right, now you got my attention. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it either. Here's an Amazon package for you. That's pretty good. That's good. That's can you great. see my privates? Can you,
2: can you? Oh, can you wow. see my privates? Can you, can you? <laughs> If you're
1: so. new to the show, that's a dance my uh, six-year-old once did out of the bathtub in front of us all. <laughs>
0: The answer was
1: clearly yes. Dancing around with a smile on his face. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. So I I saw this the other day and I thought, how intriguing a headline. What the shutdown, the government shutdown, would look like if it happened in other industries. This is the partial shutdown of the federal government. Perhaps you've heard about it. Uh, roughly a quarter is shut down except for uh, critical personnel, or what's the term that gets thrown around? It, uh, Essential? Uh, yeah, close enough, right, sure, whatever. Um. Uh, so uh, the 800,000 federal employees furloughed or working without pay is more than, and, and as I mentioned to, to tease this during the last segment, I think the New York Times is trying to convince us that this is a big deal. We need to be very angry and and hurt and concerned about this. The takeaway I took was the federal government is that big? And I've spent my life studying how big and bloated and inefficient and oppressive the federal government is. But even I was shocked. Listen to this. The 800,000 federal employees furloughed or working without pay is more than the entirety of the mining Coal and oil and gas industries in the United States. Wow, that is incredible. A little bit bigger. No. You're right. So I see how I see I see what you're saying. So the New York Times thought we'd see that and think, well, that's we we we, we can't have that many people miss a paycheck. Whereas right. if you're a small government person, you think, how is it possible that a tiny portion of the government is bigger than that industry? Right. Keeping in mind the founding fathers' view of the role the government should play in our lives and. Really, any sane human being, uh, uh, the role the government should play in your life. Keep in mind that the 800,000 government workers, which is a tiny fraction of the federal government, is more than clothing manufacturers, fabric mills, makers of rugs and carpets, and other textiles total. Who's significantly larger? Who said uh, governs best governs least? Who who made that? Thomas famous? Jefferson was that Jefferson? Yeah, government governs best, which governs least. Boy, does anybody believe that anymore? So the the uh, you know what? I'm sorry, I left out that the uh, the quarter of the government workers who are furloughed etc., is uh, 16 times the size of the entire coal mining industry. Um, let's see, that is amazing. It's more than double the total number of people who work for Target. In the United States. And there is a target in every dang town in America. Wow. It's more than double the number of people. I'm sorry. It's more than four times the number of people who work at General Motors. This the, tiny fraction of the federal government dwarfs General Motors. There is no way the government should be that big. If you if you tore the whole government completely down, started from scratch. Except for like maybe the army and I don't know couple other things. Yeah. And started from scratch. How much of this would be necessary? I would argue we would have a fraction of what we have now. If we were to just tear it down and and fill only serious federal needs and say to the states, hey, clearly this is for you to deal with. I don't know why the feds are dealing with it, but you can deal with it. Um, It would be a tiny fraction of what it is now, and it would be more effective, and it would be much, much less expensive, or things that don't need to exist at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. there are reams of examples of that, or two different things that are doing exactly the same thing, but at twice the price of just one of them doing it. The Treasury Department alone furloughed 72,400 workers, which is... Nearly triple the number of people who work at Facebook. Wow. That's treasury alone. What do they do? They make pennies, right, nickels? (laughs) The Department of the Interior, whatever that is, furloughed about 56,000 employees, which is more than uh, everybody who works for Chevron worldwide. The Department of the Interior... That's like preserving buffaloes and stuff. And I, and I can't
0: get past tendin
1: this. Tending So the big government loving New York Times thought I would say, oh my God, that is terrible. We, we need, need to re- get the president to abandon his racist wall. We need to reopen the government. That's I awful. That, when my only reaction is, how in the heck are these different departments that big? That can't be. The it de- can't be necessary. The Department of the Interior has more than ten times the number of people who work at Netflix. And you know, <laughs> and you know what amaz- it amazes me is in the uh, the modern world, you almost certainly worked for a cup co- a company where they fired somebody and then you took over their job, or or somebody did in that. So so one person doing two people's jobs, mm-hmm. and then maybe one person doing three people's jobs, and you just and and you thought at the time, how am I supposed to do this? But you just had to figure it out, right? Um. The government is completely insulated from that ever. Of in course, in fact, you can you can uh, do uh, practically anything, but rape your supervisor in the office, and you can't be fired. But couldn't Treasury, with their eighty six thousand employees, if they cut it to fifty thousand, wouldn't they figure out a way to do all the stuff they need to do you with know, yeah. almost half as many employees? I think they would. It happens in the private sector all the time. Well, given the fact that we, the people, are paying for it, and they work for us, not vice versa. At least that was the idea. Um, you'd think we would be constantly implementing plans like that. Having careful, smart, not, not wild-eyed and irrational, but smart assessments of what do we really need. How many people would it really take to carry out this capability? How can we save money? What can we, what can we do to really maximize taxpayer money? You'd think that process would be happening continually. It doesn't, because government is power, and your money is their power. And nobody wants to give up power. You have to take it from them. That's, you know that's the spirit of a, a free people, but that spirit has what's been what's trampled got? Under the weight of you staring at your angry birds at your candy crush. If half the country doesn't pay any federal income taxes, it's hard to get them very worked up about it, right? Which is a deliberate plan. You minimize the tax base as much as possible, so you have a uh, tax-paying minority that can never vote you out of office. It's it's carefully uh, carefully crafted plan. Well, they pitch it in terms of fairness. Well, we can't. These uh, middle-class families are struggling. We can't have them. Uh, are you going to balance the budget on the backs of working Americans? And and you narrow the tax base so you can never get voted out when you say, I don't know, run up $21 trillion worth of debt. But, you know, I don't mean to bring you down or anything. That's the way government actually works, and the more Americans are hip to it, I think the better off we'll be. So I bore you with my whining and my rantings and my the complainings. I apologize. So Jeff, you been, like to hear the baby shark song again? So Jeff Bezos gets himself a girlfriend. Yes. His marriage is going south. Maybe his wife has a boyfriend. Who knows? Um, but he starts sending her pictures and racy texts, and his girlfriend shares them with somebody else. Like actually, like transferred them to her somehow. Wow! And then the National Enquirer paid that woman for them. Wow! I don't want friends like that. Yeah, that's a bad friend. You went to the National Enquirer with my deepest secret. Thanks a lot. You know, back in the day, you could just go into the house and, and 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 whoop them up, <laughs> whoop up on <laughs> them for that. And no jury in a land would convict you. You can't send pictures to your privates and expect that to say secret. You just can't. Uh oh. <laughs> I never have. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.